I need your help. I love hamburgers, but I'm a little bit bored. Let's build a hamburger. What should we put on a hamburger that would make it exceptional? I mean, it is. Where is this coming from? Just nowhere? Is this connected to something? I was in the mood for a hamburger last night. So I was thinking about this. But I need our listeners help. And Can I we need... do this in July? No, we're doing it There's now. nothing going on. If you've got oh. suggestions for it, help Gordon uh-huh. where I cannot on Twitter, at Gordon Monson. I'm just looking for different ideas. Oh, boy, are you guys boring. At 975 Hans. Yeah. Oh, his hands when I need him. I'm hungry. This is awesome. People's voices are fresh. They haven't been allowed to cheer unless they're doing the living room of their house for a long time. Yelling at the TV. We're underway. Down by 10. Six to play. Bogey to the rack. Lays it up and in. Inbound to Bogdanovich. Straight away. Three. Got it. Oh, he can't miss right now. He's five for five. 15 points in the quarter. 106-101. 4.3 seconds left. Jazz down 112-109. Ingles has the ball. No timeouts left. Inbounds to Bogdanovich. Pulls up for a wild three. Air ball. Wins game one. We've listened to a lot of Donovan Mitchell media availabilities. He was none too pleased. I appreciate his candor. He was mad. He wanted to play. And he wanted his teammates to know he wanted to play. But somebody with the Jazz decided he could not play. Nobody likes being told something that they don't want because it's for their own good. <laughs> Nobody does. So if you're going to do that, it better be the most important thing you got going. Because you've got that relationship with the player where you have to trust each other when it comes to injuries. If you're going to tell the player... You're not going to play because we know better than you about you. It's for your own good. It better darn well be right. Rob Fisher with us here on the big show. He's on the broadcast for the Memphis Grizzlies. I heard some stats that on open threes, the Jazz were like 12 of 41, which is crazy. That of their 47 threes, 41 of them were open. They're not going to miss that many again. So I think it's going to be very difficult for the Grizzlies. To win game two, I think the Grizzlies are going to have to play their best game of the year and that's a tough task. Donovan Mitchell and that entire team's going to play with a vengeance. They're going to come out playing desperate basketball, and the Grizzlies are going to have to try and match that. Brooks attacking Gobert to the rack, goes up, blocked by Rudy. Hubris is not your friend. Conley, left-hand drive in the lane, kicks out. Donovan's first shot of the night. I don't think I need to tell you. It was good. Dylan Brooks back cut to Morant, going to dunk on Gobert, and he gets eviscerated at the rim. Fast break again. Brooks dunks, and they're just running down the Jazz throat. Memphis simply won't go away. Donovan crosses over Brooks. He drives the lane. He goes to the window. He lays it up. It twirls around and around and around, and it finally goes in. And Utah's going to even the series in a game apiece. Sam Amick of The Athletic. Let's start with what you saw in Game 2 and how the Jazz adjusted. They hit their threes, which is something that didn't happen in Game 1. Yet again, we get reminded that sometimes in the playoffs, you can't count on threes like you could during the regular season. That was fun to watch. Donovan, like, being on the shelf for more than a month and then obviously being disappointed and frustrated that he didn't get to play in Game 1. You didn't know any of that backstory, but then you watched the way he competed in that first quarter. Like, you probably could have guessed, man, there's something different going on with this guy. Like, he was on one, and it was fun to watch him try to check Dylan Brooks and send a message like, our big dog is back and you can stop trying to bully us. This 
is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz even the series on Wednesday, and now both teams will go back to the chalkboard defensively. Two of the best defensive teams in the league, and no one could get stops on Wednesday night. So will one of these two teams figure out a defensive answer? Can the Jazz slow down John Morant? Can Memphis slow down the multiple Jazz options? We'll find out Saturday. Tip-off at 7.30. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Friday to one and all. Uh, great job by Austin right there on uh, on Sounds of the Week. Brought to you by our friends at Davis Vision. The spring LASIK sales event is going on now. Uh, get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080 at Davis Vision. We are live from the warehouse, one of our very favorite places today, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Come down and join us. Uh, there's some construction on 3rd West, but they are open, and they will make it worth your while for uh, for coming down here and checking out what they have. We'll be talking about it throughout the show. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. But, of course, here and looking uh, very comfortable, he's Gordon Monson. Gordon, what's happening? How you doing today, Jake? Oh man, I am I am doing really well. Right, it's uh, it's Friday. I I slept a little bit better last night, <laughs> so I'm I'm feeling appreciative uh, for that. I had a good dad morning. How so? Just everything was working, you know. I, I. <laughs> what do you mean? You so, mean you mean stuff around the house? You mean the uh, Sadie was listening to you? The baby was quiet. What? So, uh, the 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 baby was fed this morning, and uh, and not sleeping at around six thirty, right? <laughs> and uh, blessedly, the three and a half year old had had not gotten out of bed yet. So I was like, all right, here's what I'm doing. I'm scooping the baby. I'm giving the wife a break because you know she's she's sleep deprived in, she a, in a it. big big way, and <laughs> so you know and the timing just worked. You know I get the baby situated in the swing just as the three and a half year old is getting out of bed, and then I'm slinging breakfast. Gordon, I'm tying ponytails. I'm all <laughs> all in strict submarine like silence. You know what I mean? Like uh, basically telling my three and a half year old, all right. 
We're going to be quiet this morning. We're not going to wake mom and actually have her listen <laughs> is is remarkable. And then uh, then the, the baby was was just very content in the in the swing, which was nice. And my my three and a half year old who, who really, really wants to be close to the baby at all times <laughs> managed to not make the baby cry, which was nice. And so then I'm I'm getting the the three and a half year old out the door for school. Baby goes to sleep at right at the right time. Baby goes back to crib. Wife gets like multiple hours of extra sleep, all because <laughs> I had a good dad morning, and it started my day off right. Well, I'm glad. I, I mean, you, you know, there are there are more difficult days, and there are I don't want to call them easy, but there are days that go a little more smooth, and uh, that's that's you today. So get ready for whatever's coming tomorrow. Well, and then, okay, so here's another thing my three and a half year old is into, and then we can move off my dad. <laughs> I, I promise. But she has certain songs that she really likes, and she pretty much wants to hear them over and over again. I've talked about this before, right? Well, <laughs> one of those songs now in the rotation is, and I, I've probably told you this too, is uh, "Sugar Sugar" by the Archies. Okay. And I'm telling you, it's a really upbeat song. So I had my dad morning, and then I'm in the car rolling, uh, rolling my daughter to school, and Sugar Sugar is playing, and I'm, I'm <laughs> jamming a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? Life is all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. This is, this is awesome. So I got my day going on a, on a good roll, and then, you know, I had a, we had our uh, uh, programming meeting, and I had to see Lloyd. So, you know, I, <laughs> so. So the good Lord giveth and taketh away. <laughs> you know, and then it all came crashing down. And now I'm here sitting on a wonderful couch uh, very, very comfortably, might I add. So that, you yes, know. you are. You're so, surrounded by pillows. So things are Look looking up, buddy. You're all, you know, that's the thing. The pillows, it, it gives you a nice armrest. Your shoulders, takes the pressure off your shoulders. The comfort, the comfort factor of today's show is high. Insert plane, trains, and automobiles. Those aren't pillows. Oh, they're certainly pillows. They are pillows. They're 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 very nice they pillows. And nice Austin, pillows. you should see Jake. I mean, he, he's surrounded. Is he laying by down? Upholstery. <laughs> uh, this, it's, it's are his just, shoes on or off? You know, this is this is kind of just the like a symbol of how I want to live my life. Right here, right, right now. Right here, right now, on this couch. You know, uh, something tells me you're going to be buying that couch. <laughs> I might. It's very nice. It's good looking too, might I add. I, I think I could. Uh, I think I could sell this to the folks at home, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, no yeah. doubt about that. So, yeah. And uh, I, I'm sure it's being sold at a rock bottom price because that's frankly what they do here at the warehouse. We'll be catching up with Toph coming up a little later on. We have. Uh, Gordon's List, right around the corner. You want to give us a tease? It's jazz heavy. It's jazz heavy. Well, it's, it's, it's jazz heavy, but there's some other stuff mixed in, too. Okay, that's good. Other stuff is good, but, you know, the playoffs. We're, we're yeah. certainly going to be uh, jazz heavy. Kristen Kenny is going to be on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, Jeff Calkins is going to be on the show at 5. He hosts a radio show over there in Memphis. Yeah, we heard uh, a portion of it yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, we did. He's into it. Let's put it that way. He's yeah. into it. Was that him? Did we ever find that out? I don't think so. Didn't sound like him. But it didn't we've had sound him on like the show him, right? Yeah, I don't. But see, we've had him on the show a few times, but I don't know enough to know. Like that doesn't sound like him. 
But Austin said he compared the audio files, and it didn't seem didn't like seem it. like it. But nonetheless, he's got a perspective on the Grizzlies, and we'll get that at uh, five o'clock. So, uh, Jake, you see what's in front of me here? No, I. There is a bottle of water. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and right next to it is a frozen bottle of water. And w- w- when I was given those uh, bottles uh, to start the show, I was told. If Jake gets out of line, that frozen bottle is the one to throw right at his nose. Jeez, you really thought that? I didn't think that. That's what they said there. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, that's that's pretty violent, but, you know, I guess I'll be on guard. I guess I should I'll be got playing, plenty of, playing you got defense plenty over of there. pillows over there to protect yourself. But I, I would really have to reexamine our relationship if I felt like there was any way that you were going <laughs> to hurl a frozen bottle of water at me at dangerously close range. Uh, who hasn't ever had that urge? Interacting with me? Probably very few people. (laughs) Very few. Okay. My best friends in the world probably have had that impulse at some time. That's what I was thinking. But, okay, but I will only resort to that under extreme duress today. If necessary? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I appreciate that. Because the regular bottle, the bottle on the left with the cold water in it, I mean, that would do... That that would do just fine, but the frozen solid bottle, I think, would really send the message. You mean that's just basically a brick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. yeah you know, it would be a little bit like the Titanic, although is it too soon to really make that kind of funny comparison with a horrible tragedy. It's very on point or on uh, character for you, actually. No, it's not. You know, I'm very sensitive about those things. You know, we're having a good time, but let's bring up uh, one of the sadder (laughs) moments in history. (laughs) I couldn't believe it yesterday when we were talking to Austin about uh, those who were saying, you know, the most suspenseful, suspenseful, Movies of all time, and someone said Titanic, and I'm thinking to myself, that had to be sarcastic, right? I, I, I don't. Maybe they were worried about Jack and what was her name? Uh, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> little Diddy. <laughs> a little. That was not a little Diddy. That was a big Diddy. Oh man! But, well, no, because I. What I, was her name? I forget. Rose. But Rose. I, do that, I do that with the movies on poll questions all the time, uh-huh. where they they throw out a poll question, and I think of like the most sarcastic answer that I can possibly. We've got get. a guy Ryan that every week answers The Dark Knight, no matter what the question is. He's pretty funny. I mean, that's a good movie, I guess. What you mean, like if, uh, the best best rom com, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best Disney yeah. animation, The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> best feel good movie, The Dark Knight. Okay. Well, you know, big fan of the of that particular movie. It was the best movie in that trilogy of Batman. the The last one was disappointing. The first one was good. The second one was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the Bane one was like okay. Well, yeah, I wasn't, I've, that I've wasn't, had enough of this. Yeah, that was that one wasn't my favorite. No. <laughs> okay. What was All right, the movie zone. Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, right here on the Zone Sports Network. All right, do uh, do we want to dive into the list? Should no. we get there? All right, yeah. Austin. Well, why don't you hit it? And now another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's list on ninety-seven five twelve eighty the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's list. This is- does wax come in a ball? 
teach us the correct methodology for our bikini wax. Got any more of that, that, uh, that hot wax? Show us how to make emergency candles out of earwax. Bikini wax! Wax. 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 Because you kiss, you kiss. Wow. That was one of the weirder ones. You talk about wax a lot. I do not. That, that is really That's something. over the period of like 10 years. Still, I, I don't talk about wax that much. Well, that's Who once. talks about wax that that's, much? That's twice right there. Because of you. No. You were apparently obsessed well, with wax. Wait a minute. I didn't wasn't talking about wax on my own account. I was rea- reacting to something else. I didn't even mention a wax. Gordon's List brought to you every week by Tim Daly Nissan Murray, home of the auto warranty that doesn't quit. It's endless. It's perpetual. It's forever. Where we? Uh, where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start with this? Let me just throw a general question your way. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. What happens next? What happens next? Well, uh, I'm I'm probably going to take a sip of this Coca-Cola here in front of me. And then, I mean, uh, it involves the jazz. Well, you've got to be specific because that's a pretty broad question. What happens What next? happens tomorrow? Um, I think that they will split at very least in Memphis. I think I think the the likelihood of 2 2 and 0 is way more than 0 and 2. To try and not be too much on the fence here. But what's the more likely game that they win? The Jazz, mind you. Game three or game four. Usually the home team gets a big time boost in game three, and game four is the more winnable game in these types of situations. So I mean based on on history, I would say I'm more up in the air about game three than I am game four. If they get game three, I think there's a pretty good chance they might get game four. Right. And thus, I think two and zero is is more likely than zero and two. Yeah, because that takes the takes the air out of the balloon, doesn't it? A little it does. Bit? It, it does. And if you lose game three, Memphis still feels like they're in it, but they're certainly far from in control of the series. Right. So. Okay. So let let, let me follow that up with a series of questions. Do you think that uh, do you expect Donovan to get better game by game? Well, yeah, if for nothing else, then he's going to play more minutes, you would think, game by game. So. I mean, as far as efficiency and overall effectiveness. Because he had, an, awful, he had a, an awfully positive effect on the team as a whole in his return. Now they know he's back. You don't necessarily get as much of a bump emotionally, but you get what I would expect to be a better version of Donovan because I, I, I'm assuming that ankle's okay. Well, I, he does a lot. His sheer presence does a lot for the rest of the team. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that in and of itself is, is uh, certainly impactful. But, yeah, I would, I would expect his, his ankle, you know, starts feeling better. And, you know, the further he gets away from the injury, I would expect for him to get better and better. And just being in the game and feeling the action yeah, again. And, so. Yeah, Well, and adjusting, which is what Donovan's proved he's pretty good at. If you do one thing, he's going to do something else. So, yeah. Okay, so the really big question that everyone is asking is, what do the Jazz do with Joe Morant? I mean, I know we talked about that yesterday, but as you have thought about that, Jake, I thought it was interesting what Tim said. He was talking about committing personnel to certain spaces on the floor that that Jaw seems to favor. What do you think of that? So let me start off by saying I think the most effective strategy would be wait for him to order a pizza. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) thank you. Uh, you know, it's been interesting hearing Tim talk about that because the jazz historically have been very hesitant at going to any sort of zone 
because they haven't really been good at it because they don't play it and they don't practice it. But desperate times call for desperate measures sometimes, right? A la Quinn Snyder guarding James Harden from behind for an entire yes. playoff series, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's the playoffs. You pull out all the stops and you, you go with what you think will work. Um, so I I like it because it's a little outside the box. And given how he's played so far in the series, that might be just the type of solution uh, that you need. I personally, I, I'm not. I don't think the Jazz should be scared of the rest of the roster enough to be hesitant from running a few guys at him from time to time. I know Dylan Brooks has been great in games one and two, but I'm, I would much rather have him try to beat me than than John Moran. I would think. I, it, you can't just go with the philosophy of he's going to get his, let's stop everybody else. It's not how Memphis is built because he's got the ball in his hands the whole game. Yeah. So. I wonder if uh, if they could pick somebody else to rotate off of other than Dylan Brooks, you know, to help. Who's the guy who you would most like to see shooting? Because that maybe that's the guy that uh, could uh, – regularly leave his man to come help with jaw if that if that uh, is the strategy see i don't know if it's as simple as that because when you double the ball is going to rotate to the yeah you know it's going to it's going to rotate and you're going to have to adjust so uh, i get your concept there but i don't know if it's as simple as well you can leave this guy the jazz sent him to the, he took 20 free throws See, that's another two. way. Another thing to do is play him physically yeah. and foul him and to try to take him out of his game. The problem with that is is that he has the ball so much, he's going to go to the line 20-plus times. <laughs> and he's so quick that you end up fouling him. And you end up with a bunch of N1s, too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's a tough way to go. I, I actually don't hate that strategy at all for an overly athletic player, playing physically and beat him up a little and bit. beat him up a little bit. But, I mean – can you really have him going to the free throw line twenty plus times a night? I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a winning strategy. But he always has the ball. That's the problem with that. He got fifteen of his points from the free throw line of his forty-seven. Yeah, and I, that's those are high percentage shots. <laughs> I, I, I would bump him. I would bump him a little bit, and sort of gauge how the referee is going to call the game. And if they are consistent with it, that could work in the Jazz's favor, I think. But it, I, especially if they're slow to blow the whistle. If they're, if they're going to go for the ticky-tack stuff, then all that does is get your guys messed up a little bit. So Coach Lacombe said something. I can't remember if it was with us or, or on a pregame where he said he would prefer, if he were coaching, he would have Mike Conley uh, guard John Morant because of the quickness. And I get that. But if Mike's just going to get beat anyway, maybe try a longer player. Maybe maybe Royce and Joe aren't nearly quick enough to guard Jaw, but maybe you can gap him a little bit and play him with somebody with a little bit more length. I don't know. Going under on those screens, though, didn't work because he made some threes in that game too. So uh, he, so much credit goes to him for being so good. Yeah. And, and as he gets better, he's a real problem for the rest of the league because if he rounds out his game – He's going to be unstoppable because he was almost unstoppable anyway. You said something really scary there, Jake. You said if he's going to beat you anyway, <laughs> then why spend your Gordon. resources trying to slow him down? Because then that leaves other people open. Gordon, he has scored the second most points in his first two playoff games 
since George Mikan. <laughs> George uh, Mikan. George. I remember George. He was a fine player. Honestly, and I, I, I should know this off the top of my head, but what, what, what's approximately his era? 50s, 60s, wasn't it? 40s? I was thinking 50s, maybe early 60s yeah. at the latest. Somewhere in there. You got to do something. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> you got to do something. And I I would guess that the coaching staff is not sleeping much just uh, because of the topic that we're, we're getting but to. But this is right up Quinn's alley. This is the kind of stuff he fiddles and faddles with all the time. Which is why I'm surprised Jaw had a better game two than he did game yeah. one. Yeah. Because he had a really good game one. Well, the best lead plans, you know, sometimes well, the other thing don't is work. He's playing a lot. I mean, is how many he, minutes did he have? Do you remember the other? It day? was in the thirties, but he played yeah. like the entire second half. Uh, let's see. No, it was. I, I take that back. It was forty-three minutes. Wow. So he can he keep that up? I he's don't know. young. He's really young. Um, well, we'll see how it goes. That that is really the, the 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 probably the most important question in this series now, is what can the Jazz do with him? All right, I want to talk a little bit about fans. Maybe we can get to this coming up. You want next. to do this next segment? Yeah, let's, let's do it next. We're because, going to talk to Tofir in a second. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, maybe our listeners can think a little bit about fan behavior. It seems to be. Everyone was so eager to have the fans back in the in the stands all around the NBA, and there seemed to be these uh, these outcroppings of uh, untoward behavior, including right here at Vivid Arena. So yeah, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit. We will. We'll get to that straight ahead. We're live here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Let's uh, jump out to the zone phone. Joining us now, of course, he's our good friend Christopher from the warehouse. Tof, what's happening, buddy? Jake, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you living your best newlywed life? You know, as good as we can be. The wedding went really well in the last month. Excellent. That's exactly what we like to hear. And, uh, hey, I am... Uh, Gordon and I are both super comfortable. You've got us set up well as usual. We appreciate you. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I heard we got some new stuff. Everything's looking really nice. We got some good deals for you today. All right. Well, let's dive right in. Toph, what do you want to start with? So today I want to start off with the best, with the classic. Everybody knows us for it. We're talking adjustable beds. And Sweet. when we do adjust. Go ahead, Jake. No, no, no. I was going to say, sweet. That's always a great place to start. Gordon got up, uh, set up with you guys in an adjustable. Yeah, he did. I, we, I've talked to him a couple times about it. He, he's loving his adjustable bed. Uh, when we start today, um, when we sell king-size adjustable beds, it comes in either a solid or a split. And then when it's a split, it means two bases for the size of a king. But in a solid, actually, that's just one piece, and you just stack a king mattress on top. I'm talking a king mattress with what we call our deluxe base. This deluxe base comes with USB, Bluetooth adaptation, a light underneath so you can see underneath the bed, as well as head and foot adjustable. That solid king base with the top of line with the top of the line mattress that we have in store. The company down to the street sells it for about fifty four hundred bucks this weekend, twenty eight ninety nine for our Memorial Day sale. Wow. Boom. I know, I love it. it you is. guys absolutely blowing it out for Memorial Day, making a big deal. I know. We got deals all over the store. You got to listen to the whole show. 
All right. Thank you, Tof, 1825 South, 300 West. We'll talk to you a little later on in the show, buddy. Appreciate it, Jake. All right, come on down. Take advantage of their Memorial Day sale uh, on top of their already uh, unbelievable prices. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. More of Gordon's list straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. All right, it's time for your bottom of the hour jazz update. The Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies best of seven playoff series is tied up at one game apiece. Things go now out to Memphis. Uh, Game three coming your way uh, uh, Saturday night, tomorrow night, I suppose. Here's Rudy Gobert talking about what to look for in game three. Stay locked in more than anything. You know, uh, they came out really aggressive. They came out making shots, uh, getting to the line. Pretty much everything was going well for them, so we... You know, the good thing is we kept attacking them, you know. Scored a lot, but we scored, we scored a lot too. That's not the type of basketball that we want to do, that we want to play, but, uh, you know, we we just got to keep going. And I felt like in the fourth, we, we were about to get the starts we needed. Game three will tip off in Memphis at 7.30 Mountain Time. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6.30 right here on the Zone Sports Network. This update brought to you by Syringa Networks. If you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. show live from the warehouse 1825 south 300 west price is so low to blow your mind come take advantage of their memorial day sale jake scott gordon monson what's going on over there you having trouble negotiating the couch no i just looked at you and saw how comfortable you are with those pillows and so i edged over this way to take advantage of this handy oh, the handy armrest. armrest oh i see look at you strategic move then yeah All I, right. well, I mean you're setting a fine example i know over there. It's, it's pretty nice uh, I'm throw not me a lie. pillow <laughs> no you better not all right gordo let's uh let's uh, press on with the list shall we all right uh we teased it before the break uh the uh the fan behavior around the league. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but just as we were, I think, wrapping up the show, we heard about some jazz fans who had been uh, banned, essentially, from the arena. For, it was in the 5 o'clock hour was when, the, when the news broke. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's, uh, it seems to be a bit of a problem around the league. And I, I know this is a vast uh, uh, minority of people who are behaving this way. But it it serves as a reminder that sometimes people just allow stupid thoughts and really ridiculous behavior, and that's what Donovan Mitchell tweeted about about it uh, to 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 emerge. So when when you saw what those fans said 
to John Morant's parents, uh, according to T. Morant, uh, John's father. What uh, what went through your mind on that, Jake? Sheer embarrassment. I hate these stories personally for a variety of reasons, I suppose. But it's like secondhand embarrassment. Like it's embarrassing for our community to be in the national news for these types of of stories. So that's me personally. Mm-hmm. I I it just yeah. Anyway, uh, but I from the variety of angles in this story, I, I feel different. I I for. John Morant and, uh, well, for his parents, mm-hmm. I, I feel just sorry that that's something that they had, would have to endure. I mean, it's just inexcusable. Um, for, uh, but I'm, I'm also grateful to John Morant that he tweeted out about the other fans mm-hmm. that were in the area who actually did something about it. And then those fans, or at least a couple of them, had some videos that were out there of them having a good time interacting right. with mm-hmm. T Morant, uh, Jaw's father and uh Jaw even mentioned, you know, they bought each other beers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm grateful to him for doing that. Cause at least that's like a, okay. Th- there are some decent some people good, here, some good folks involved with this that were, yeah. that were uh, doing what they, what they should have done. So, I mean, I think the jazz did the right thing. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, they, they expect you to behave to a certain standard if you're going to, to be at a jazz game, and I think it's more than fair to have those expectations. Um, but if I if I were to broaden out my opinion on this, Gordon, because I think a lot of times that's a, a good way to get to folks to think about things, if, if there's ever a side of an argument or a situation, side with the side that is the, the mom rooting for her son. Uh, a, a mom should be able to root for her son at a sporting event without being harassed. I don't think that well, anybody a dad should too. A dad should too, but uh, um, the mom was the recipient of. Well, I guess the dad was the, was no, the recipient yeah. of a comment too. The mom got a couple. Uh, so thank you. The parents. Mm-hmm. Parents should be able to go to a sporting event, passionately root on their son. With the expectation that they will not be harassed. I, I think that anybody listening with a rational mind could agree with that take. Right? You're I right. mean, the, the, I should say the majority of our listeners have probably sat in the stands at a Little League game or a high school game or whatever. Gordon, you're, all your daughters, I think all, everybody played sports, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been at many over the years. And there's nothing wrong with vocally cheering for your child. As long as that's where it is. I mean, I saw parents climb the backstop of a girls' softball game once. I'm talking about normal behavior. <laughs> I'm talking about, hey, uh, uh, good serve, Aaron. <laughs> How, <laughs> you, sh- you know, How dare like, you? There's, there's, you should be able to do that to support your child with the, with the expectation that you won't be harassed by others. And I don't uh, – that's why this bugs me. Well, uh, there's a personal touch to it. T. Morant is rather vocal. I mean, he does get up and cheer loudly. He should. He goes back and forth with the fans. This has been a pattern with him, but that's okay. That's good. That's, I mean, apparently, I'm glad you brought up the flip side of this because there's, there's two elements of good news that you mentioned there. One, the way the Jazz responded as an organization and and two, the way the clear-thinking fans reacted to the unclear-thinking fans, right. confronting them, essentially, and pointing them out to security. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's a crowd self-policing. That's the way it should be. So I was I was happy to see that, but and glad Job put that out there. Yeah. I just I I thought that meant something coming from him in particular, and uh, for you know to alleviate some of my personal secondhand embarrassment, I was glad that he he threw that out there. That well, there were some good jazz fans doing yeah. doing the right thing. And most jazz fans are good people, obviously, but the the ones who get caught up in this kind of uh, these kinds of uh, of things, uh, just I mean, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Uh, that's just ridiculous. Just like Donovan said it was. So anyway, that's uh, that's on a lot of people's minds. I wrote about it last night. They posted it this morning, and I, I, it happened when before with Russell Westbrook, and you saw Gail Miller get out in front of that crowd, and I thought do an excellent job of explaining to people what uh, would and would not be tolerated, and so uh, just. I guess message to jazz fans, continue, if you see that kind of behavior, root it out. You know, get rid of that stuff if we possibly can. Um, Who do you think are the loudest fans in the NBA? You've been around the different arenas. I, I think jazz fans are, if not the loudest, certainly one of the loudest. You know, the ones that I hear in the conversation the most when this, this question gets baddied about and they do those anonymous player surveys too Mm -hmm. that uh, that talk about this the three that are usually mentioned and let me know if i'm leaving any out and i'm i'm sure i in fact i know you've been to playoff games at all three of these the jazz Mm -hmm. the thunder yeah and the warriors okay are the three that well now i don't know if that's true at the new warriors i don't i've not been to that building yet but oracle yeah, Oracle was loud, no doubt Those about are it. the three, I think, that I hear talked about the most. The old Arco Arena back in the day when the Kings were good and the Cowbells and all that stuff, they were pretty loud. I haven't heard the old McNichols Arena in Denver was really loud during the playoffs uh, when I was there. I don't know if it was usually the case. But uh, I think hey, the, the grindhouse in Memphis, yeah, has you know got a bit of a rep. Yeah, and the Jazz is going to find out about more about that. Ten ten thousand fans, I think I heard Hans talking about. Ten thousand fans for for the Grizzlies. Let me ask you this: in the environment of uh, of of a of a team facing a home team, do you think that that causes at times the Jazz to focus better and to play with more? Larry Bird used to talk about this all the time. That he, in fact, one of the places he loved to come was Salt Lake City, because he, he well one he liked the 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 view to, of the basket from the floor, and and uh, but he said he the fans spurred him on, and it wasn't like he was talking about how rude they were or anything like that. But because he was in that environment, it lifted his game. I wonder if that's true for the Jazz. Are they to a point now where, where they can respond that way? You look at the home record this year versus the road record, and it would leave you unconvinced. But I wonder. Okay, so I have a theory about this. Okay. I'll try to I'll try to button it up pretty quick here, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I used to be quite the angry tennis player back in the day. Uh, oh, thank you, Johnny. Yeah, I will throw that at Gordon. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I used to it, it was to the point, Gordon, where it was a problem. Honestly, like and and some behavior I'm not all that proud of. Looking. Well, what'd you do? Mirror view mirror, just yelling and being dumb. I mean, just having a temper, right? And I had a tennis. So coach. if you if you so if you uh, double faulted, you would uh, go berserk, or 
yeah, mad at myself mainly, not like yelling at lines people or oh. anything like that, but like frustrated with my failures. Right? And you would you would act out. Right. And so I had I had a tennis coach once talk to me about how he's like, listen, there are very few people on this earth that do anything better when they're angry. <laughs> and he's like, there are exceptions. John McEnroe is a better tennis player when he is angry. Pits of the world. But most people are much better when they're clear-headed, calm, etc. right? So the way I apply that to, to this conversation is I would bet the Larry Birds are few and far between. Most players probably respond better to a home crowd where it's more uplifting uh, as opposed to the players that are motivated by the booing and the negativity. But there are those players that that play better because of that, the I'll-go-show-you effect. Mm-hmm. Donovan has done that at times. Like, think of the Detroit game a couple of years ago where one particular fan, and, and what did he yell at the fan? You did this. Yeah. Remember that yeah, when he yeah. yelled, you did this? Uh-huh. So maybe Donovan is one of those guys that can respond to the negativity. But I think there are more in the the other way, the other line of thinking. I think Larry Bird, his mindset is not how everybody operates. But there are those out there. I wonder if there's a relationship between those who respond that way and how great they were. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think most players play better at home than they do on the road, though. I think that's a fairly uh, common yeah. thing. I think the percentages bear that out, Jake. All right. We'll get to more of Gordon's List coming up. Stay tuned. Don't forget Kristen Kenny at 4 and uh, Jeff Calkins at 5. No. What? First name Jeff? Did I get that right? Yeah. Jeff Calkins. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. I second-guessed myself there for a second. You know me in names. Uh, Donald uh, Calkins will join us at uh, 5 o'clock. It was the unfortunate time you... Oh, that's enough. That's All right, we'll, we'll have more next. To yourself. 97.5 uh, and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Utah Jazz even the series at a game apiece. And now both teams will have to go to the chalkboards to try to figure out a defensive answer. Two of the best defensive teams in the NBA, but no one can stop the other one. Will somebody be able to do it and take a 2-1 advantage? We'll find out Saturday. Tip-off is at 7.30. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is the big show live from the warehouse? Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It is the big show. I want to remind you about our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. We've got what's going on coming up at the top 3 o'clock hour. But, Gordon, let's uh, knock another item or two off the list, shall we? All right. Did you see that the, what the Knicks are doing? Requiring vaccinations for round two. What do you make of that? Good idea? Bad idea? Um, I don't see why it's necessary personally, but there are a lot of other people out there that seem to think it's a good idea. Apparently they do. Um, what do you mean not necessary? Do you think it's a good idea? I just don't think it's necessary. Like, you know, vaccination is available to everybody out there. If you want one, you can go get one. But I mean, for like, the- what is 
you know, somebody else's decision matter to me. Because it spreads? Not to me or my loved ones. That's the decision I made. <laughs> That's all you got for me on this, huh? Well, I, I, I don't know what else. I, I don't understand what, what is the, the purpose of the, the, the proof of vaccination. Because they want to keep the arena absolutely as safe as humanly possible. It's, it has there been a bunch of coronavirus spread recently at these arenas? Know. I don't know. I mean, the Jazz haven't been requiring vaccinations, and nobody seems to be. There haven't been huge super spreader outbreaks. So. That, that's the interesting aspect of the whole thing is that some apparently are and some aren't, uh, depending upon, you know, what they think is the, the most uh, advantageous way to move forward. I mean, if the Jazz honestly asked me to, to show my vaccination card, I'd happily do it. Fine, whatever. But if you're asking me if I feel like it's necessary, I don't. Okay. I, I think it's a good idea myself, but that's uh, just the way I look at it. I saw that in the, I think the Tribune had it yesterday that 46% of Utahns um, are, have been fully vaccinated so far. So, uh, and I don't know whether that was just amongst those who are eligible or, or what, but uh, anyway. Uh, I guess to each his own on that. We'll keep an eye on that as as we move forward. Uh, Jake, uh, what team looks to be the most formidable thus far in the playoffs? I would say probably the Nets. They're going for win number three tonight over the Celtics. Um, what, do you have an opinion? Probably the Clippers. <laughs> That's the most disappointing. I, I thought you might enjoy that joke. Um, that's a good question. Um, God, the the Nets are are fascinating, right? Because it's kind of a grand experiment. I yeah. don't know if I'm prepared to to go with the Nets quite yet. Um, the Lakers, led I, by Anthony Davis last night, who played really well and beat the Suns. You know, and they still have, of course, they still have LeBron. Um, no, obviously, I would not include the Clippers in that, uh, given the O2 hole that they've dug themselves. So I, I would not put them into the conversation. So I don't know. Maybe what makes this playoffs interesting, Gordon, is there's I don't think there is a kind of firm answer for that question, which I think is a good thing. Pretty wide open. Pretty wide open. Jake and I couldn't have been more wrong about the heat, by the way. Oh, yeah, that didn't look good either. I'm, I'm, having, a bad, crushed them. I'm having a bad playoff when it comes to <laughs> who I think is going to do well. So there you go. You know, can I just say this? It has nothing to do with the jazz, but to the guy in the souped-up pickup truck who wanted to race me on the freeway on my way over here. Did you oblige him? No. Why not? (laughs) You're going 105 anyway. You might as well be uh, racing that guy. He drove up next to me, started revving his engine as we were going, and I just looked over like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I'm not 16 years old, and I'm not going to drag race you on the interstate. But when you're driving a Formula One car, don't you feel like you're attracting that kind of uh, attention? Well, I, I don't know exactly where in the in 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 the mind of certain people they got to thinking that hey, I'm cooler than you if I can drive faster than you. But apparently, it does exist still. And I mean, I I, I kind of laughed because 
I mean, I don't know how to say this humbly. <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> but it, it it would not have taken long to dust that off, you know. But he, he, wanted, <laughs> he wanted to do that, but I wasn't going to oblige, no. I think uh, I've uh, grown mature beyond that. Nobody ever drives up next to you, do they? <laughs> See, here's the where your logic, you know, somebody pulls up next to me and says, I think I'm cooler than you for whatever reason. Yeah. My response is, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You now, get out are. of my have face. A, have a great day. <laughs> Enjoy that title. Cooler uh, than I have a Jake nice car. Scott. A lot I, of people are. When, when young people get their licenses these days, or do, do they get it through their mind that, that driving recklessly and fast and trying to prove something to somebody else might not be a good idea? I don't know. Uh, let's. Uh, we're here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Christopher joins us now, and Toph is a lot closer to that age than you or me. <laughs> so maybe you, you asked Toph that question. <laughs> Toph, are you there? I'm here. Driving fast, or, or you know... Uh, I'm sure that you've uh, driven nice cars in your time now and again. I mean, uh, do you think it's cool to be faster than somebody else, or do you think that's just dumb? Well, I think it that depends on the person you're talking to. But if you're talking about my my generation, 100%, if you have on Google Maps estimated time, you're trying to beat that time. There's no way that someone's like gets to a place and's like, oh, I'm four minutes slower, and they're satisfied with their driving. Come on, <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just seasoned. Come on, everyone likes to be a little fast. There you go. All right. Well, uh, people should hustle on down here, and I know 300 West uh, makes it a little bit of a challenge because there's some construction going on down here at Tof. But you guys here at the warehouse are making it well worth the effort. Yeah, uh, we do have some good stuff. Be careful on the construction, though. You don't want to be driving too fast. No. Um, but, yeah, if we were to jump back into adjustable beds, last time we were talking about our king-size deluxe space. And, Jake, the king-size deluxe space has USBs, has lights. It's Bluetooth-capable to adjust your phone. You say, hey, Siri, raise my head. Hey, Siri, raise my partner's feet, stuff like that. But we're going to talk, if you're trying to get an adjustable bed on the craziest deal possible, we call it the classic base. This is just head up and foot up adjustable. It just re, just adjusts with a remote. King size, one base, one mattress. We're talking $15.99. That's half of what they sell, back, sell down the street. Boom. That's Boom. the great talk people would say. Amazing deals. Take advantage of it. 1825 South, 300 West. Tofu, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jake. That's our friend Christopher from here at the warehouse. Again, take advantage of it. 1825 South, 300 West. If uh, you are uh, have been thinking about getting into an adjustable bed, uh, this uh, it doesn't get much better than this. Uh, Gordon, and do you like it? You like yes. yours? You can yeah. uh, you can prop it up if you're watching the tube or reading or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, the know? versatility of it is really pretty really sweet. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Take advantage. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Prices so low to blow your mind. Coming up next, we have what's going on. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.